Annyeonghaseyo, Yorobun. Welcome to episode 6 with Sakura Pop Cast, where your inner musings of K dramas come to life. Please like, favorite, and subscribe. I'm Jackie, and join with me is my co host, Bonnie. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jackie. I'm sure we will have another fun recording day. As always. And uh, I'd like to spend this episode um, veering a little bit away from our conventional analysis and talking about specific shows or giving ratings to shows, primarily because I haven't watched too many episodes of any one particular thing this past week. How about you? Yeah, me neither. I've been watching other shows right now and not so much K-dramas. So I think this is a fun topic to talk about um, based on our experience, past experience of watching K-dramas. Yeah, that's right. And it'll be fun for our listeners too. Uh, last week, we uh, talked about watching the airs and we make some comparisons with startup and then i made a a recommendation for while you were sleeping and while after after the recording i was thinking about just something interesting that tied all these shows together and i feel like today we can expand on this topic of romance and of love in K-dramas and how it's represented, what we'd like to see, what we don't like to see. Yeah, I mean, I think think a lot of K-dramas, even if it's not meant to be a romance or a romantic drama, like startup was supposed to be more techie, but there's still a lot of romance in it for someone who, like my husband, doesn't know that that's just how K-dramas are. It's a huge, huge aspect of K-dramas. So for us to focus on it, I think, would be, um, you know, it, it says a lot about the show itself too, even though you said we're not supposed to rate the show. I think we will end up talking about that. The best depiction of romance, I think, um, that I've seen so far is Crash Landing on You. We already gushed about it plenty in a couple episodes back. Mm-hmm. I think we can give them another highlight. It's the chemistry between the leads, and I like the set. Oh, my favorite scene. I want to talk about my favorite scene the hospital scene. Mm-hmm. When, when, um, uh, is it Yeri, right? Mm hmm. Son Yeri. She made her escape from North Korea the first time and it landed them all in the hospital. Yep. And then, and then they shared that really nice, like, extraordinarily romantic moments, um, in the rain, just all just outside the hospital entrance right. and I was like wow I was blown away yeah I think the good thing about like Korean dramas romantic setup is that they set it up really well you know with like the rain and um, the music the soundtracks are always so good and it matches the moment and even perfectly. what they're saying mm-hmm. the script yeah yeah that's right it's not overly cheesy no it's kind of like it's and and what they're not saying as well, 
if you because she talks she talks more than Hyunbin talks. Mm-hmm. So you know she's like saying her piece and about how worried she is, and Hyunbin or Captain Ree is quietly listening and absorbing it in, and he's thinking about her at the same time, and it just shows on his face. It's so wonderfully done. So props definitely to the actors and props to the writers who set you know who set the premise for it. Um, I do like. I do enjoy my dose of K-drama romance when it comes in the form of our leads not being on the same page in the beginning. Yeah, that's as in they act as in they are they have personality clashes or maybe they're even like enemies <laughs> to an extent. Like they really don't like each other or they're very wary and suspicious of each other at the beginning of the story. So we have that in Crash Landing on You. That's true. We have that in While You Were Sleeping. Oh, yeah? Yep, definitely. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> nah, it's, 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 from, it, it's from episode one. Okay. <laughs> Full House. Yeah. That's really fun. That was very fun drama. Very fun. And then, and then, and then a whole bunch of other ones mm-hmm. like starts off like that, and I like it. It's cute. I, yeah, it is, um, and it shows that may you know maybe I'm thinking like why why does this look so attractive to watch like when when couples get together after they, uh, after they smooth over their differences, and I think it's because of the process of needing to smooth over differences, right? To try to get on the same page as somebody else, it, it essentially means that you have to like put yourself in the other person's shoes. You have to be compassionate and try to understand the opposite perspective. And then, and you have to like share challenges and solve problems together yeah i think it's it's the change in so it's not just one one dimensional it's also not you know so predictable where if as soon as you see them one of them's gushing over the other one already and then it's like oh okay i guess they'll end up together that's why i'm surprised like record of youth was very it was very much like, oh, okay, she she likes him, and then she's with him. So I was surprised they got together so easily. There are better romances that I've seen in K dramas. Is there a particular one that you really enjoyed? Well, um, when you told me about this topic, I was thinking back, and the one that really was etched into my memory is from one of my favorite, like all-time favorite K-dramas, Reply 1988. And Ah. in that drama, I actually really enjoyed a couple who's not the main lead. It's actually Sunwoo and uh, Bora. I felt like their love story was so cute and so sweet. And I was like, what about them? Like, why was I so into their relationship? Um, so then I went back and then I watched some clips to kind of refresh my memory and they, you know, when they, 
they they kind of fit your storyline too, you know. She wasn't into him. She was like, no way, I'm not dating you. Um, but then eventually they got together. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, but, you know, if you look back to their f- first kiss together, it's intense, you know, for a K-drama where everything's kind of muted. They were, they had a passionate first kiss. And even after that, every other time when they showed how much they loved each other and then they would kiss and things like that, they did not hold back. Um, So that was really different, I think. I don't know if you remember those scenes. I don't actually remember the kiss scenes, but I do remember feeling like these two are in a committed, deep relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's it's subtle because there's a lot more overarching plot things that are going on yeah. in the rest of the story. Um, and so, you know, you don't see it kind of up front and center. And that's also partially because both of them were keeping it from their families. So nobody knew but themselves and nobody's even suspected them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I like how they it's like they never wavered like throughout the the years of liking each other and through the hard times i mean they did waver that's why they were apart for a bit oh okay sorry (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) it's okay i'm in love with the show so i know everything about it and i i also rewatched some scenes they're the best couple though from From that show 1988 yeah i agree so I don't know. It's just better than better than um, you know, the, the leads. The next best couple would be Pak Bogum. Yeah. And Yeri. Yeah. They were sweet. Yeah. But again, it was less believable. It kind of came out of nowhere. I'm like, "Oh, she likes him." No, she didn't. She didn't. These were like these are this is a show about um Jaksarans. So uh one-sided love. Mhm. To start off with, it was the guy. Both 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 couples. men were pursuing, yeah. uh, you know, their objects of affection, and they pursued first. Like they mm-hmm. confessed first, and then and and you know, at at some point, uh, the ladies responded and they reciprocated. Mm-hmm. And I think it was attractive both the the way they both did it. You know, it wasn't forceful. It was just like. It was upfront, but it wasn't forceful, and they still gave the the lady a chance to say yes or no. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's you know the whole friends first uh, premise. Mm-hmm. Speaking of friends first, do you do you believe in that? Like, do you think you know based on both watching K drama and on personal experience, is there such a thing as love at first sight? Um, and if K dramas mm-hmm. try to portray it, because I've seen it a few times when they've, you know, when they've tried to portray that literally two people, like they come together, mm-hmm. and it's like, pal, you see each other. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying, like, I'm like racking my brain to try to think of the ones where it's, where it's love, where you can categorize it as love at first sight, and I wonder if, um, if like the heirs. And Boys Over Flowers will work as that. Yeah, I can see elements of that. Even with... Okay, yeah. 
uh, in Boys Over Flowers, she beat up <laughs> the guy mm -hmm. and that got his attention. You know, that's like one instance, right? Yeah. And then Ayers, similarly, she was disheveled and then he fell in love with her. <laughs> this disheveled yep. angel, you know. There is a parallel that you can draw between these two dramas, the Ayers and Boys Over Flowers. They both take place in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's not love at first sight. It's infatuation right. <laughs> at first sight. Puppy love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're watching dramas where the cast is portrayed as being older, mm -hmm. you know, say in their mid-20s or older, it, it, they, you know, the cast is mature enough to not fall into infatuation stage. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to think anyways. Like, that's the trend that I, like the pattern that I feel like I see. Yeah, the more mature kind so of understanding. It's probably an age. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's tied. Like, I wonder if I can write off Boys Over Flowers and the Airs because it's just tied to that adolescent stage where, you know, kids don't understand their feelings. They just see kind of something that they like. And it's, you know, I want that instant gratification. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I definitely don't see many other dramas pull this off. That's true. Not that they pulled it off. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I really don't like it. I, I've watched both of these dramas from beginning to end, but I'm pretty sure they were guilty pleasures. Yeah. Agreed. And last episode, we said that we don't like the approach where the guy is, uh, how would you say it delicately? I'm not going to use the term like forcing himself on somebody because that implies a much more serious offense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's more like, I don't know, openly projecting masculinity. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's a good way to put on it. On the female object of desire. Like there are lots of scenes in these two shows that where, you know, they default to that. Like this is how the guy express himself. He's all like tough. Mm-hmm on the outside mm -hmm. and he wants to like protect them or he's mad or he's jealous yeah so he's gonna pound his fist into a wall and be like hey <laughs> i think it's very like manga or like comic strip like you know where it's very grand gestures to show like i'm manly versus to be an attractive kind of masculinity trait for me i prefer to see them protect you know the lady that they like um or not necessarily protect because that's very sexist but like you know to care about guard yeah care about yeah, yeah, okay. um the person that they like in a way that's not so like in your face because there are many other romance shows where they show the guys very caring and kind of supporting um their love one without doing that considerate yeah 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 they're not forcing their brand of love on somebody else exactly you can do it quietly in the background in, and in i think that's more attractive i was trying to figure like i was doing a little bit of background research about where this comes from you know this idea of needing to display like through your actions and well like i don't know 
it's like a manifestation of needing to show that you are physically committed to protecting a girl or, you know, for, um, forcing your brand of your idea of love on a girl. And it seems to stem primarily from 2014 and 2015, these two years. So there's something called uh, kabe-don. That's a Japanese word. Mm -hmm. Kabe means wall and don is a sound effect when somebody slams something into the wall. Okay. Like don, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Like, ergo, kabe don. Like, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was actually, like, some sort of, like, a cultural or meme, like, cultural phenomenon or meme that somebody picked up and decided to name it because it happens so often in the media. So I'll, I'll explain what a kabe don is. It is the action of a guy placing one or both hands on the wall to pin a girl who has her back facing the wall. Oh my. Can you, can you imagine it? Like, can you yeah, visualize it? I can totally see that. Min, I'm sure Yi Min Ho um, and Won Bin both did that to Park Shin Hye yeah. in the airs. It is used to look cool and to converse intimately with the girl. Besides being flirtatious, Kabe Don is also used to express anger and frustration. So if you're suddenly jealous or you're frustrated, then bam, fist against the wall and pin the girl back. Yeah, that's not okay. But And start saying, <laughs> yeah, start saying things, making grand gestures and statements. Oh boy. According to this article, the intent is that the close proximity is enough to make a girl feel shy and excited. Um, and that this is a key moment where the guy can whisper sweet nothings, usually of the cheesy dominant kind, into the girl's ear. What do you think about that? Terrible. <laughs> I can totally see that, you know, in shows that I've watched in the past, and it's always made me feel like, ew. <laughs> It, it makes me feel like mortified, right? Yeah. For the girl. Uncomfortable. And for the whole scene and for everybody yeah. in that scene. Like, God, why do, you do, why do you have to go there? That is completely unnecessary and unhelpful. I'm glad that trend is over now. But it's not, and I don't think it's an actual thing that people did. So it's not a uh, something that you see out on the streets. People didn't actually do this. It stems from shoujo manga, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. an anime. Yep. So it's still super prevalent in anime. Oh, yeah. Like, almost every anime that I watch has some sort of Kabe Don moment or multiple Kabe Don moments in, in a series. So it's out there like, you know, it's people are writing about it. They are animating it. It must be highly amusing and it must set up, you know, a sense of tension and thrill. Yeah. Uh, there's also a condition I mean, to it too. It's also like we, we are both, <laughs> we are both heterosexual female. So I'm wondering if maybe that is more of a thing for someone else, like a heterosexual male 
Like they might feel like that's something that they want to see in manga. I don't know. I'll have to talk to someone else and see. I don't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of manga and I watch a lot of anime. Um, it can be done tastefully. Yeah. Maybe it's better yeah. in cartoon form. You know it's not real. You know it's not yeah. real. So I don't know why, but in the animated form, yeah. it doesn't look quite as mortifying and unacceptable as it looks on screen with real people. Yeah. There's there's a, um, a distancing that you feel away from it because it's it's a cartoon. You know, mm-hmm. it's drawn. You know, it's like in an imagination thing. But I think if I see it, if, you know, in person, if I'm out in the streets and somebody's doing this to somebody else, yeah, I would be very, I will find that to be an unpleasant situation. Or even if I see it in, um, in that performance style with real people as opposed to hand-drawn characters, mm-hmm. it will also feel really icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but for some reason, I don't know, in anime, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> uh, there's also a, a condition for a successful kabedon, one that achieves, you know, that intense. You can't just like walk up to some random girl and do a kabedon. <laughs> that is liable to get you arrested. Yeah. It's meant to be it's meant to be used with somebody who is already has some inkling of attraction to the guy and vice versa. So the guy likes girl. All right. The girl should already have started to develop feelings for the guy. Airs uh, Airs is 2013. Yeah. Right. Um yep. Boys Over Flowers, looking that up right now, 2009, okay, so quite a bit earlier, Mm -hmm. but as I said before, you know, the height of the Kabe Dawn movement uh, stems from a 2014-2015 period. So the airs would fit smack dab right into there. It's been a while, and it's not a Korean like contravation it's a Japanese invention interesting stemming stemming from an animated medium that doesn't so translate it's not real. well like I don't I don't think you see this in real life I hope not. <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> and ergo this this explains why we don't see it much now because we're past that age where this was in vogue mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Like it's not in vogue in the you know in K dramas anymore, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, I don't want to see. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Habe Don stay keep it in anime and manga. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's not have any more of it in K dramas. <laughs> for shows that obviously have a big hero ship component. So where we have, uh, like, who you, you Who Came From the Stars, Legend of Nine Tales, and Goblin, like, all three of these fall into the supernatural category of K-dramas. And, which means, you know, you, with supernatural shows, with few exceptions, 
the male lead is the one who's got all the supernatural capabilities and comes to the female lead's rescue. Is this something that you find you know, enjoyable to watch? Do you like it? Well, the thing is, I haven't seen any of these shows. I've heard of them. And now I'm wondering, is the reason I didn't watch them because, first of all, I don't like two fantastical things. And then second of all, because I don't really like the whole, like, you know, damsel in distress theme. I mean, like I mentioned before, I don't think I mind if the guy is quietly um, looking after the girl in the background. But for them to be claimed the hero, I feel might be too much for me. I don't know uh, what your thoughts are. Stereotypical. Yeah. Kind of immature. And very, very um, patriarchal. You've seen these like shows. So what, do you, what did, did you find that attractive? I like the male actors in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't have to deviate to yes. <laughs> it's more than just like, oh, I don't mind it. I think it's exciting and it's cool. <laughs> yeah, those make for some great action scenes. And it gives you like, it gives me a little leap when those kind of scenes come up. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, there is literally a dramatic rescue. But, a big but, it comes with the very important condition that the heroine must be able to stand up for herself as well. No, she can't be completely demure Mm -hmm. and incapable or dumb. Mm -hmm. That won't work for me at all. Like the the heroine, like she must have, if she doesn't have the supernatural physical qualities to like defend herself, then she must be able to use her brain (laughs) at least Mm -hmm. to be able to hold up without all without the hero having to swoop in swoop in all the time that's true or um not just hold up but also be able to give him support as well so then they can both kind of overcome a challenge and that will work for me mm-hmm. that's fair so it's, it's less very it's, it, it's very fairy tale mm-hmm. and i'm okay with that <laughs> I grew up on fairy tales, so and what do you expect? <laughs> you know, the Cinderella's, the Snow White. This is what you have done, Disney. You have imprinted like the sort of fantastical idea of of romanticism on young impressionable female minds. Perhaps even young impressionable male minds. Yeah. If you grew up on it's it, it's Disney's hard fault. to Get that out of your, you know, thinking, right? That's why I find shows like Strong Girl Bong Soon so interesting because it, it's a fl- flip of the role. Um, it is. Right? So it's it's more interesting. I, th- I thought like, it's not my favorite show, but I just like how they flip the script. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's intentional. Mm-hmm. It's going against the grain. It's like, hey, we know stereotypically what, how uh, girls are portrayed if they are the heroines and how guys are portrayed. And we are going to flip it upside down and then like turn it 360 degrees and do complete opposite. Yep. They have that in, um, 
we see this flipping of the usual stereotype in weightlifting fairy Kim Bokju. So there are, there's at least a third one. Uh, oh, okay, I remember now. Hotel de Luna. It's a supernatural tale. And it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it because it's got a horror component as well. But heavily, there's a, um, also heavily centered on in romance. And the, the lead in it, Ayu, she plays an immortal figure. Interesting. Uh, so she, and she has powers. She's the owner of a hotel for the deceased. Like before, before, uh, before the deceased can pass on to the next life, mm-hmm. and you know, go to heaven or like get reincarnated, if they've got, if they're not ready, because you know, they're just not ready to pass through that golden gate yeah. yet. Yes, um, then they stay at this hotel for however long that they need before they can move on. Mm-hmm. And she's the owner of the hotel, and she's got like pretty cool powers she knows a lot about the world because she's been alive i mean uh she's been semi-alive for a thousand years (laughs) and so you know because of her attributes like she essentially kind of is the leader of the pack and the alpha male becomes more like a beta male in the show of course he has less of that uh worldly knowledge of things that happen in the supernatural world so she ends up doing most of the protection yeah and he and he supports her so yeah great which actually brings me to my next question Mm -hmm. for you um and another popular theme in k-dramas is you know i think for the past how many years there's been a strong theme towards the um, male lead being younger and falling in love with his Nuna. Do you find that an attractive theme? I don't really watch too many dramas who showcase that. Like, because I just feel like it's not a good drama. Something in the rain, I think, probably made the biggest splash. Because that theme is the dominant driving force of the story. Um, I've seen it done tastefully in, like, say, Reply 1988, and I'm totally okay with it. I just didn't... I I don't see anything wrong with it. Like, I don't understand why this has to be, like, a big phenomenon now. (laughs) It was, though. Like, out of a sudden, it's, like, all... Like, so many shows started showing it, right? And I'm sure the media is talking about it, too, Mm -hmm. especially in Korea. Yeah. But why? It's, you know, these, these are adults... It's not like a 30-year-old is dating like an 18-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking at maybe like a okay, few 10, years. maybe maximum 15, 15 years difference, yeah. maximum that I've seen, 15 years difference. Uh, yeah, it doesn't come across to me as that weird. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I've grown up with, you know, the westernized mentality of what makes an okay relationship and I know all these people who don't have your conventional family type of relationships right people get divorced people get widowed 
um, people remarry and you've got like, you know, step parents, step kids. Um, and I, you know, I personally know a couple who, who has a, a quite a significant age difference and there is, it's perfectly natural to me. Mm-hmm. So it's possibly just like a life experience sort of thing in that, um, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong or, or untowards or like unnatural about age differences after you reached a certain stage as an adult. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come across, like if it's depicted in K-drama, it doesn't come across to me as, oh, wow, you know, this is something that's totally novel. Mm-hmm. I see it in real life. <laughs> so yeah. it's perfectly acceptable to me. It's, you know, some dramas do it really well, and it's possible that some dramas don't do it as well. I feel like the topic is handled very carefully and very delicately when it's shown in K-drama. I think in their culture, it's still taboo. I do remember watching, like, Goblin and didn't feel completely comfortable with the particular age gap of the of the heroine and the hero, mm-hmm. like the leads. It was probably a few hundred years. <laughs> okay, supernatural story. Supernatural elements aside, um, the actor is... Is he four, mid-40s, I believe. Mm-hmm. The actress, mid-20s. Man, that's, that's a good 20 years. But that's like a good fifteen to twenty years. That's real life for a lot of celebrities. And, good point. <laughs> Very fair. Fair enough. Yeah, we've seen our share, haven't we? Yeah, in Hollywood, um, it happens all the time. Yeah, Tom Cruise, Mr. Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. looking at you. It, it just has to do with how they handle it. Honestly, like if in the whole show, the the female lead is calling like her counterpart Ajashi Ajashi. Oh. Like the whole way yeah. through. Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like that didn't completely work for me. Yeah. So it just depends on how each show handles it. Like, you know, the concept itself doesn't come across to me personally as being novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can imagine how if you address them as like your uncle, it's kind of weird. What do you? Th- what, what about your your thoughts on it? On age differences. The Nuna Tongseng relationship. Yeah. So something in the rain was something else. Like it I, again. That's the show that I was thinking about that really portrays that. I felt it was very natural. I felt I know that you didn't like it that much, but the first half of the show, I actually really really enjoyed it, and I thought it was very believable. Their romance and is very sweet. Um, it's just the second half where it fell apart, like where their relationship didn't work. Um, I think, I don't know if it's the age gap or the way that just their personalities and characters, I just feel like he was very like respectful of her and he still, you know, showed his love for her in a nice way. And then it wasn't one-sided either. You know, you can see how much she cared about him and how much she tried to go against her family for him too. So I think it's more that, like, it's not necessarily an age thing. I think it's just the way they um, handle each other 
and their love for each other that is the more attractive thing in terms of romance. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, you know, the age starts to fall back from being a big highlight, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's still like a driving factor because of all the people around them, but to the couple themselves, mm-hmm. age is a superficial thing. Yeah. And maybe I think the age thing with the guy being younger, it makes it less likely that it will be what we were talking about at the be- beginning of the episode you know, I forgot what it's called already, but, you know, it's less likely the guy's going to use force on the girl. Yeah. Because he'll always have the cabedon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work in that type of relationship, right? So maybe that's mm-hmm. why it protects you from having to deal with that. We're coming to the end of our episode today. Let's end with picking our favorite kiss from AK drama and the worst one. Mm-hmm. I'm ready with my best. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Crash landing on you. I give you the props for best kiss I've seen in a K-drama. And this is all of their kiss scenes. No particular one you like more? The hospital. First kiss is always best, of course. <laughs> and the dubious honor for the worst kiss, I dub to... I give it to who you came from the stars. Oh my god, I don't know Jun Ji Hoon and Kim So Kim Soo Hyun had like the most strangest uh unnatural first kiss ever. <laughs> it's the way they lean towards each other. You've gotta watch the scene to see. This is bizarre. <laughs> like I, think, I I don't think I don't think their lips even touched, it seems like. Look up the scene where Jun Ji Hyun declares that she is the second seven second fairy and Be ready for the biggest cringe of your life okay your turn i gave away my favorite again um so it was that scene in reply 1988 between uh sun Woo and bora uh their first kiss and their late, la- later kisses i think it was very realistic and believable Compared to general, I think worst kiss, I don't know. I guess I'll choose airs. You know, there are kisses where he just like forces himself on her and she's just like a dead fish. Um, <laughs> she's like not moving. It's just, you know how a lot of K-drama kisses oh are literally God. them just pushing their lips against each other. There's no passion and no love at all. Right. It's like that. Right, like... Like when you're playing with, you know, two yes. stuffed animals and you're like, let's make you the push kiss them and together. you just like smoosh them on, on top of each other. Yeah. yeah. So those type of kisses. Yeah, you're right. You know, are not as enjoyable. That's hilarious. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with you. And, you know, when I was doing my research on, you know, K-drama kisses and things like that to just try to refresh my memory, a lot of people actually dub like Park shin the worst kisser in K-dramas. Oh, yeah, she's pretty bad. So, it's not just me. She's bad. <laughs> Who thinks that? I heard she's getting better. Yeah, so bad. We have come to the end of episode six. It has been a lot of fun. I hope we get another chance, like, um, on another week to take a deeper dive into particular themes of K-dramas that tickle everybody's fancies. 
So thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me today, Bonnie. Thank you for having me. And thank you for tuning in, guys. See you next time. 다음에 또 봬요. 안녕. 안녕.